The turning and busy waterway that marks the borders of Europe and Asia provides an evocative venue for viewing the massive city of Istanbul, from the vantage point enjoyed by sailors for hundreds of years. It's not only a major international shipping channel, it's also the lifeblood of Istanbul. To help us explore the Bosporus, we're joined by Istanbul-based tour guide Yaren Turkoglu. Yaren, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. The Bosporus is a very busy strait. What does it mean to a Turk, the, the Bosporus, when you look out and you see all of that traffic? The Bosporus is one of the most precious places for Turks in the whole country, not only in Istanbul. It's very prestigious to live there. The Bosphorus does not only separate Europe from Asia, it also unites Europe to Asia. So it's very important for us. And one of our favorite things to do with my son in my city is we sometimes drive to Eminönü where the Spice Bazaar is located. We park our car there, so we just catch a commuter ferry or maybe a Bosphorus ferry. And while we are on the boat, I just ask my son, while we cruise, would you like to face Asia or would you like to face Europe? So this is one of the many things which makes Istanbul one of the greatest cities in the world. You know, you can f- cruise by facing Asia or by just facing Europe. So you went down to the spice market, and when you go to the spice market, you're right there in the thriving heart where the Golden Horn Definitely. hits the Bosporus. And you've got, the natural I don't know, harbor. there must be a million people every day that come across commuting from Asia to Europe yes. across because Istanbul's got 20 million people and mm-hmm. several million live in Asia. And uh, when we think of the Bosporus, it's about 20 miles long. It connects the Black Sea in the north with the Sea of Marmara and then eventually the Mediterranean. Aegean and the Mediterranean. So it's a very strategic body of water because it's the all of the countries around the Black Sea. It's their only access to the Mediterranean. Yes. And then you've got all this shipping, this uh, oceanic shipping that's coming through uh, across Istanbul to get up to the Black Sea. And uh, they park. There must be 500 ships out there sometimes. Yes, it's quite a scene. Tell me about that scene. What do you see? It's, it's amazing, actually. Sometimes, just like the traffic in Istanbul, you see a traffic of boats or tankers or, you know, freight ships. So it's amazing, actually. Sometimes if the weather conditions are not right, sometimes they have to wait for days. And you see ships going to Russia, to Romania, to Bulgaria, Yes, it's the only outlet the Ukraine, for Russia Georgia, to the so warmer much. seas, yes. Now, there's a sacred inheritance there. It goes way back. Like you said, it connects East and West as well as separates East and West. How do you enjoy it as a tourist? What what should we do to appreciate the Bosporus? I think one of the nicest things to do on the Bosporus is just to go to a little neighborhood or just a village near the Black Sea. Just find a little tea house or a coffee house. You know, you can have a Turkish coffee and just sit there with the locals and enjoy the ships passing by. I so think you can take a, one of the boats that work like city buses that go up the Bosporus and they stop at different towns. Definitely, get you off can. at any town. And there are also public buses. You know, if you want to do that, you can also do that. So it's one of the nicest things to do. And just grab a simit, that Turkish bagel with mm. sesame seeds. Mm. And you know, of course, there are many expensive restaurants and nightclubs, but this is one of the nicest things to do on the Bosporus. Now there's so much busy traffic on the Bosporus. They got millions of people going to work every day. Of course. There are many people who live on the Asian side but work on the European side or vice versa. So many people take commuter ferries or they drive. We have also two bridges over the Bosphorus. So we now have two bridges, lots of ferries. And they are building a third bridge to the north on the Bosphorus. That's also very controversial. There are also protests. Why is it controversial? (laughs) Because, you know, uh, there are the northern forests on that part where they are building the bridge. So, you know... 
many people think that building another bridge won't solve the traffic problem of Turkey. Well, when you got 20 million people <laughs> in your city, I don't think yes. a lot of Americans can relate to a city no, with 20 million. Definitely. But when you cruise out of Istanbul, you think you've said goodbye to Istanbul and on your cruise ship. And an hour later, you're still looking at Istanbul. Of course. I live in Beyliktusu, which is the city. But it takes me two hours from my house to go to Sultan Ahmed, where the highlight, the museums are located. Two hours. Two hours. You can fly to Rome from Istanbul in two hours, you know. And when there's traffic, it's all, of course, more than that. Luckily for the tourist, we can stay right downtown. Of course, and we yes. Can walk that's to a, most that's of a the perfect sites. choice. Definitely. That's, that's right. Definitely. Now, if I'm on a boat out in the Bosporus and I'm looking at the great city of Istanbul, I see so much history on the skyline. As a tour guide, explain to me what I'm going to be seeing. Uh, when you leave Eminönü, the first thing you will see is the beautiful skyline of the historic city, the mosques, you know, the minarets of Hagia Sophia, which was a church and then converted into a mosque, the six minarets of the Blue Mosque, and then the Suleymaniye Mosque. And then you see the haze, you see these minarets behind the, or in the haze. So it's amazing, actually. And then as you continue, you begin to see the beautiful waterfront mansions, which look like pearls on the Bosphorus, the beautiful wooden mansions. Are from these from an older time then? Most or of them, mansions? Most of them date back to late 18th, early 19th or late 19th centuries. Oh, okay. And they are regarded to be one of the, among the most expensive residences of the world because it's very prestigious to be able to live on the Bosphorus. You know, in many places you can have a sea view, but in Istanbul, if you live on the Asian side, it's Europe before you. And if you live on the European side, it's Asia before you. And where can you get it else? An intercontinental view. Definitely. It's amazing. And then you go by the Domabachi Palace, which is like the Versailles of Definitely. Uh, the Definitely. It's, it's very opulent. You know, it's very beautiful. Totally European in style. Yarn Turkulu from Istanbul is our guest as she helps us explore the Bosporus. That's the busy and important strait of water that connects the Black Sea with the Sea of Marmara on the way south to the Mediterranean. It forms the historic marine passageway through Istanbul that connects Europe with Asia, and it's our focus for enjoying a perfect view of Istanbul right now on Travel with Rick Steves. Yaren, you mentioned about going up to a little village and, and having a, one of the sesame bread rings or, or a cup of tea. What about fishing? Is there good seafood restaurants along the Bosporus? What would you recommend? In there that are many really very good seafood restaurants all along the Bosporus. There are, you know, reasonably priced ones. There are more expensive ones, but you can get the best seafood on the Bosporus, actually, the freshest. It cannot get any fresher. The freshest seafood I've, yes. I think I've ever purchased was right there in front of the Spice Market yes. in downtown Istanbul with the boats that are rocking in the waves. Yes. And these guys, they just caught these fish. Fish sandwich. A fish sandwich, <laughs> yes, that's right. Definitely. And yes. you're buying, and they're, they're cooking it up right there on the boat. Yes. And it's very simple but delicious. And I, even when I was a kid, I was in Istanbul, and there was the boats tied up there, yes. very rustic, and, and today they're fancier. But describe these sandwiches to us. What's it called and how much would it cost? I think the last time I ate it, which was only a month ago, the price was five Turkish lira. And if you have a soft beverage with it, then it must be six or seven. And how many Turkish lira are in a dollar? A dollar is around 2.2 Turkish lira. Okay, so about so, $3 for your fish sandwich and your definitely, soft Definitely, definitely. It cannot get more affordable than that, and it's delicious. And the fun thing is you're sitting right there, yes. surrounded by families and retired people and musicians definitely. and all sorts if of If you are a family of four, you know, by paying 25 Turkish lira, you can have a decent lunch. 
Now, you might want a dessert nearby, and you could find a lokma. Lokma. It's a kind of a donut with a hole. Uh-huh. It's delicious. And then if I want a drink to wash it all down, where would I go for a good coffee shop? Around to Spice Bazaar, there are really very good coffee places, actually, Turkish coffee places. There are really very little, nice little tea houses. Or maybe after having your fish sandwich, you can just get a commuter ferry, go to Kadıköy. You will be in Asia in 15 minutes. And you can have your Turkish coffee in Asia, in Kadıköy, what in a, a very idea. nice local... You, you could have your fish sandwich in yes. Europe, get on the boat, 20 in, minutes later, 15 minutes even later... Even 15 minutes, not 20 ka- minutes, ka- What's it called, Kadıköy? Kadıköy. It's Kadıköy. a very beautiful, progressive neighborhood on the Asian side of the city. And I've been in a baklava shop. In Kadıköy? In Kadıköy, uh, which has, it seems like... The best baklava. Hundred, I, I think I know the baklava. place. Different, yes. different baklava. It's just a festival of baklava. You're like, and honey, the marketplace there is just very colorful, and it's very local. I love it. So we're talking about going to Istanbul, but we're talking about sailing the Bosporus as part of our Istanbul experience. Yoren, when you think about the rich history of the Bosporus, there's a fascinating way that the early mariners would hitch a ride on the current in both directions. How did that work? The Black Sea is much higher than the Sea of Marmara and the Aegean. It causes a current on the surface. But the Aegean and the Marmara seas are much more saltier than the Black Sea, so it causes another current down below. Even when you are on the Bosphorus, you can see the currents, the counter currents. So that makes navigating on the Bosphorus very, very difficult, actually. But if you know what you're doing, you can follow one current down and the other current up. Definitely. And if you don't have a steam engine or a modern engine, that could be it's a very smart idea. Definitely, yes. Yaren, let's just wrap it up with one special romantic little excursion. Let's say we want to go somewhere for a balmy summer evening with a good friend. Where would you go on the Bosphorus to enjoy all the romance of I that would, beautiful body of water? I would go to Ortaköy which is the nicest neighborhoods on the Bosphorus. Ortukoy. Ortukoy. Okay, and this is just right under the, the bridge. That... Definitely under the first bridge mm-hmm. and just by the water. And there's a beautiful mosque, which is eclectic in style. It's just very ornate. Very ornate. Kind of almost European-style Baroque or something like Most that. Most of, of the mosques which were built after 18th century are European in style in okay. Istanbul. So this is one of the nicest examples of those kind of mosques. And just very near the mosque, there are really very beautiful coffee houses, nice restaurants, very expensive nightclubs. Even if you don't go to a very expensive nightclub, it's fun to see, you know, Turkish people dressed very well to so go to those nightclubs. And, and, and young people on a date young or something people, can go there. Young people, definitely. Older people. What would you do if you were uh, there with some friends? How would you pass the time? I would just go to a nice coffee place. You can smoke hookah, you can try Turkish coffee and just watch the Asian side and the sea and the ships. You know, it's amazing. Sounds like a wonderful ambience and a great way to do something more than just go to the Grand Bazaar and do all the touristy things. Definitely. But to have some fun, playing a little backgammon. And socializing with Turkish people. Sounds good. Yaren Turkoglu, teşekkür ederim. Oh, bir şey değil. Did I say You're that welcome. Right? Yes, that's right. Very nice. I'll see you next time I'm in Istanbul. Thank you so much. Okay. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic, Europe Through the Back Door, teaches the skills of smart travel. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guidebooks for Istanbul, Athens, and every other corner of Europe. To learn more about Rick's books, visit the travel store at ricksteves.com.